is Jennifer. And this is Paige. And this is Big Book Energy. Uh, well, I suppose it's time to get into some summary for today. Um, all right. Annihilation. Spoiler alert is now in effect. So Annihilation opens with a team of scientists entering an unknown and potentially dangerous zone called Area X. Uh, The team consists of an anthropologist, a surveyor, a biologist, and a psychologist. But the book is written from the point of view of the biologist. A linguist was originally supposed to be with them as well, but she apparently turned back before entering the border of Area X, which to me is... Already not a good sign. Yeah, I'm like, that would have been me. I would have been like, sorry, I'm not. I Let me rethink this. Oh, that's right. I'm not insane, so I'm not going to go in. Right. Um, I'm the anthropologist through all of this, so keep this in mind as we're going through this summary. Um, a, I do have a degree in anthropology, and B, yeah. I would fucking be this anthropologist. So carry on with that in mind. Yeah, let's find out what happens to you in this story page. <laughs> I'm the comic relief. Um, I'm not going to fucking last. So what's interesting is their names are never mentioned, not in the beginning and not anywhere else in the book, which is weird. And yet another way in which this narrative of events feels very disconnected from what is actually taking place. Mm hmm. Um, before they left, they were given a measuring device that supposedly glows red when they are, quote, not safe. Um, though they are not told what the device measures, nor why they should be afraid if it glows red. Um, so an intriguing start to this story. Yes. They arrive at base camp, which apparently is a few days away from the border with the normal world. Um, They don't remember their trip through the border because they were placed under hypnosis by the psychologist who is the leader of the group. Um, This may read rather strange to us, but this was expected. They were frequently hypnotized during their training. Um, That's actually a pretty integral part of their training is kind of how it Mm. is portrayed in in the book. Um, First of all, like, So this book has, like, some absolute, like, bangers of quotes, okay? Um, (laughs) Like, uh, the first one that I kind of noted down, um, when mentioning that they were given journals to record their experience, the biologist... I I'd say says, but I think just writes perhaps. Yeah. Writes. Yeah. Um, nothing that lived and breathed was truly objective, even in a vacuum, even if all that possessed the brain was a self-immolating desire for the truth. I mean, come on, that's good. That's yeah, good, I you know gotta say, I was very impressed with Vandermeer's writing style, technique, um, all of it, like Fantastic. 10 out of 10. I will definitely talk more about this in the discussion section for sure. Um, This is is not the only quote that's just like very interesting in this book. They almost seem to get thrown in as almost like afterthoughts. Like it's not necessary to the story at all. It's just like, wow, that's, that's the truth though. We also learn 
that some previous expeditions had killed each other with the weapons that were issued to them. So only more recent expeditions had been given firearms after a few had returned unharmed, or at least so it seemed they were unharmed. I am very conflicted on this. Like, I would and I would not give them guns. You know, like, you can't... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you can't send someone into an unknown area without giving them the means to defend themselves, but you already know everyone is going to go fucking crazy. So, like, I don't know. It's... Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, yeah. Glad that's not my call to make. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they arrive at base camp. Um, they spend the first night there, and I think it's the next day. Um, possibly. It could be the same day, but I think it's the next day. Uh, they go exploring, and actually pretty close in the vicinity of their base camp, they find what the biologist calls a tower but the others call a tunnel. Um, Basically, it's like a giant hole in the ground. So it's really not either of those things. I don't know. Um, Basically, it's a series of levels connected by stairs that go deep underground. Um, The biologist... So they, they go into the first level, and the biologist discovers writing on the walls leading down the stairs and the writing is made up of organic matter, like some kind of fungi. Um, The biologist gets too close to the writing and breathes in some spores because like of fucking course, right? Yep. Yep. Of course. Um, yeah, so basically, at that point, while reading, I was just like, this is like fucking Prometheus all over again. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. Um, because it freaks me out so badly. Um, yeah, so she breathes in some spores. Um, the words themselves are very strange, and I'm still not really sure what the point of them was in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, just know that I was like, what the fuck every time they appeared because they do not make any sense. Uh, like they almost make sense, but they don't. Yeah. Um, They're almost like borderline prophetic and like the way that you can interpret really vague words to meet any sort of situation. Um, but they don't fit exactly. Yeah, so they they almost make sense, but they don't. I don't know if maybe that is the point, but I'm going to go ahead and read off some of the phrases that appear throughout the book, even though not all of these are revealed all at once at this point in the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So some of the some of the quotes: um, "Where lies the strangling fruit that came from the hand of the sinner? I shall bring forth the seeds of the dead to share with the worms that." The next one that I kind of pulled out, um, in the black water with the sun shining at midnight, those fruits shall come ripe and in the darkness of that which is golden shall split open to reveal the revelation of the fatal softness in the earth. 
Um, there shall be a fire that knows your name, and in the presence of the strangling fruit, its dark flame shall acquire every part of you. That which dies shall still know life in death, for all that decays is not forgotten, and reanimated shall walk the world in a bliss of not knowing. Hmm. Um, so you can see, like, so there are multiple references to, like, sinner, uh, so it, it has, like, some, like, religious tones to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think calling it, like, you know, prophetic is, is like, a good um, nod to, to that almost, like, religious feel. Um, but, yeah, it, it doesn't quite make sense. I think I actually may kind of know what it's referring to in that last section on, like, the dead yeah. reanimated. Um, because I went ahead and read the plot summaries for all three of the books. Uh, before I uh, watch the movie. So I think I might know what that's referring to, but it could also not be referring to anything. I think that's like one of the, I mean, there's just like numerous mysteries in this book. Who knows what the writing means? I, I don't know. Um, so after they do this initial exploration, they draw back after finding the words. Uh, they return to camp, settle in, they're making dinner. And while they're eating, we start to see a bit more about their group dynamic, which is not good. Like, it's not a good no. group dynamic. No, um, I would say not not good at all. Um, but definitely, especially... Oh, go ahead. Definitely not the group you want to be stuck alone in unknown territory uh, with no hint of civilization anywhere near you. No. Um, it's interesting because... You know, there is no, like, group cohesion. They're not, they don't seem close to each other. Um, So it's kind of interesting that the Southern Reach, which is this um, secret government organization that, you know, runs these missions into Area X, it's just kind of interesting that they would have chosen this team to go in. Maybe that was the point. I don't know. Um, But especially the biologist seems to be the odd one out even Mm -hmm. within this very dysfunctional group. Um, So there's a quote uh, from page 31. Um, The tension lifted somewhat, and we even joked a little bit at dinner. I wish I knew what you were thinking, the anthropologist confessed to me, and I replied, no, you don't, which was met with a laughter that surprised me. Um, The book itself is written in a very detached, almost cold tone, Um, The quote that I just read suggests that perhaps this is an aspect of the biologist's character rather than Mm -hmm. just being the style that Vandermeer chose. Like he's choosing this style as a representation of who the biologist is, since this is theoretically all her own writing. Right. Um, And to me, it based off of this quote, it seems that the biologist is as strange to the rest of the team as I find her to be. Mm -hmm. Um, She is more enigmatic to the rest of the group than they are to each other, which is why the anthropologist stated that she was hard to read. Um, So it's like you get this impression from reading the book that she is just different. It's almost like she's acting being human rather than actually like understanding and feeling, you know, does that make sense? No, it does, because she's very, um, she's solitary to the point that even introverts would find her weird. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I kind of get it, because I hate people, but, like, 
even I was like, mm, there's no way I could deal with that level of solitude and still be completely sane. So, I mean, totally she's, fine. Yeah. she's almost like a creature unto herself um, a little yeah. bit. And definitely not someone I think that you should ever include in sort of a team aspect. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying that as an extreme introvert. Even to me, she seems solitary. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's clear it's because we're getting this mediated view of what's happening and of the other team members through the biologist. So it's really Mm -hmm. hard to see what she's actually like on the outside. Um, And so I think there are a couple of points, this being one of them, where it breaks through a little bit and we can tell like how other people see her, um, which is interesting. Um. Before the team goes to sleep, the psychologist uses hypnosis to give the group commands. Um, Except these don't work on the biologist anymore. What a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, Wow, transformation is already occurring. Shocking. Three days in, man. (laughs) Um... As if we, like, expected anything less after she, like, breathed in a bunch of, like, alien spores or whatever that right, shit was. Right. Um, so when they wake in the morning, trouble is already here. Uh, the anthropologist is gone. Uh, not a good time. Not a good time at all. Yep, Paige, Paige is gone already. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> um, I lasted three days. Three days. <laughs> Uh, the psychologist feeds them, like, some bullshit about the anthropologist having a change of heart, heading back to the border during the night. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, I wouldn't believe that for a second. The biologist doesn't really believe that for a second, but the psychologist uses hypnosis again on the surveyor, who's the only other one left, and the biologist doesn't want to reveal that she is no she's immune to the hypnosis, so she just goes along with it. So they mm-hmm. um decide to explore the tower tunnel again. Um and before they go down, the psychologist uses hypnosis um to suggest that they only see the tower tunnel as being made of stone and coquina, which is this, like, shell mixture. Mm. Um, The biologist is confused by this, but the horrifying reason for this will be revealed (laughs) once she and the surveyor begin their exploration of the tower tunnel, because it turns out it's fucking made out of organic material and is, is in fact, a living being with a heartbeat that gets louder the further they descend, except the surveyor notices nothing, and so the biologist just has to pretend that everything's fine. Um, you can just, like, insert my internal screaming as I was reading this. Yeah, as I was reading this, I was like, and this is where Jennifer started screaming. Ah. <laughs> this is um, where Jennifer lost her shit. I was just like, nope. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah, so she has to pretend that everything's fine and dandy. Um, 
And after quite a ways, they discover the melted slash burned remains of the anthropologist. Um, as well as boot prints leading back upstairs, suggesting the psychologist brought the anthropologist down here during the night and forced her to try and confront the writer of the script that is on the walls. Um, super fun bonus. The psychologist is no longer at the surface when they emerge from the tower tunnel. Uh, she's gone. Yeah, uh, she's out of there. She's out of there. Not suspicious at all. Mm-mm. Um, it's at this point that we slowly begin to learn more about the biologist as a person and her background story. Uh, and it's revealed through several flashbacks or reminiscences that are mm. sprinkled into the rest of the narrative. Um, it is not until a quarter of the way through the book that we learn her husband died from the previous expedition into Area X. Um, she says, quote, I know this information might not be hard for anyone to find out, but I have hoped that in reading this account, you might find me a credible, objective witness. Uh, honestly, no. The fact that you took this long to talk about how your husband was on the last expedition does not make you more credible. And now you seem even more of an unreliable narrative because you waited so long. Um, we also learn about her childhood and about how much of a loner she was and still is. Uh, when her husband mysteriously returned from Area X without knowing how, um, this is when we, we learn a little bit more about the people that come back. Um, she is able to tell that he never really returned. He seemed to her to be kind of like an empty shell of who he used to be, unable to really connect with his old life, which included her. Um, we find out later in the story that he dies from cancer within a year of returning. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that brief interlude of personal story, uh, <laughs> the biologist decides to head out to explore the lighthouse alone the next day, leaving the surveyor at base camp. I should also add that the biologist is becoming further aware of just how much they have been lied to by the Southern Reach. Um, and she is suspicious of why the organization emphasized the lighthouse as much as they did. It was mm-hmm. always the focus of these expeditions. Um, I should also mention that the biologist is revealing how truly insane she is because she doesn't want to go back <laughs> at this point. Well, I think that's all I have to, to say about I mean, I could probably rant more, but I'd just be repeating myself. <laughs> so um, I think that's about all I have. For annihilation. Uh, yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's all I got too. Um, it was an interesting choice. Yeah, and I'm not disappointed in it. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not either, even though I didn't particularly enjoy um, the book or the movie. Yeah, I give um, the book four stars. I give the movie three. Uh, <laughs> uh I... I'll give the book three stars. All right. Because I didn't like it. Um, I would give the movie two. Yeah, I'm probably just like one star like down uh, 
for both of those from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The movie did not give me nightmares, so that was good. That is good. Um, it's good. And, you know, the book was something I wouldn't have read otherwise. So Will you read book two and three? Uh, almost certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> almost enough. certainly not. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's really not my thing. It's so, so, like, I'm not uninterested in reading further because I, I, like I mentioned before, I did read up on the plot of the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of know, like, what happens in books two and three. Um, and it sounds interesting. I, I'm, like, more, like, curious to see if I can get more answers out of <laughs> these books than the first one gives you. But because I have so many other books on my TBR and I didn't, like, love reading the first one, it's not, like, a high priority. Fair enough. So. That's fair. That's fair. But you'll, you'll have to let me know when you read them. What you think. Will do. Um, And our dear listeners can let us know what they think about Annihilation. Um, I actually tweeted about this yesterday. And we had a couple of responses on on the book and the movie. But yeah, if you have thoughts on Annihilation, you can always let us know. You can head on over to our social media. Uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram, both of them at big underscore book underscore energy. Um, we also have a website, bigbookenergy.com, which is where you will find the show notes for this episode and every other episode. So um, any of the sites and stuff that we use to research for this episode, um, any of the books that we talked about will be linked there. Um, we also have an affiliate store with bookshop.org. Um, so you can get an awesome book, support the podcast, support independent booksellers all at the same time. Um, almost all of the books, uh, that we even mention in, um, our episodes are linked in our affiliate shop. So you can head over there. It's bookshop.org slash shop slash big book energy. And we also have a Patreon account. So, if you are listening to this and you are not one of our higher tier Patreon members, you are only hearing a small snippet, probably the summary, of this entire episode. Um, If you would like to hear the entire episode, our discussion, uh, Paige Presents Fun With Comics, and the full version of all of our other bonus episodes... Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash bigbookenergy and sign up to either be a book ninja or a book mage, and that will get you access to that content. Alright guys, thanks for joining us in our last episode of October. Um, Just a reminder, November is the last month of season two. Yeah! What? Already! Um, so we will be posting episodes as normal in the month of November, and then we will be on a month break during December, and then uh, presumably we will be back in January of 2021. So just keep that in mind. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!
that a drink or is that water? This is my water. Oh, you got another gin and tonic, you bitch. You didn't tell me. You brought my wine. I was so conflicted. I was like, do I want tea or do I want wine? And I almost got the wine. And then I was like, no, it's afternoon. And if Paige isn't drinking, then it isn't going to be fun. So I didn't get the wine. We're going to have to take a break here soon so you can go. Okay. Yeah. I will, trade out your I will, beverages. I will finish my tea and I will get wine instead. All right. 